Hello, everybody. Just a very quick one about Instagram. If you're on it, Meta, the parent company, is reducing the number of political posts visible to users on their feed. This is a real thing, not a hoax. So go to your Instagram profile, tap the three horizontal lines in the top right corner to open the settings tab, scroll down to what you see, click on content preferences, open political content, and turn on don't limit political content. That's an option. Otherwise, you won't see almost anything we post because we are deemed political. Please do that now or you won't even see the posts about our shows, our fun things. So if you want to see Guilty Feminist content and know when we're coming to a place near you, releasing a new podcast, do it now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Guilty Feminists. Before you listen to this episode, can I speak to the Guilty Feminist listeners of Australia and New Zealand? Well, we've held out in hope, but it is clear now that the Delta variant means we have to move our tour dates planned for October and November. I'm so upset because I was so excited to come and see you. Also, I haven't seen my mum for nearly two years now. And so I was just desperately hoping. It looked so good when we booked it in. You were all open. I could see my friends at festivals and in theatres. But, you know, we just, with COVID, you just never know. And it and it's now changed and it's going to be impossible to get over borders, both national and state. We are scrambling to lock in plans and the ticket agents and venues we've partnered with will be in touch, hopefully this week, if not next week, to let you know what the situation is. The plan is that you will be notified of the new dates, which will be in 2022, and you can roll your ticket over. But if you can't make the new date or you don't want to wait that long, you can get a refund. But I think 
as is the way with COVID, the refund means the ticket price, not the booking fee, just heads up. So if you can roll your ticket over, that's better. I could not be more devastated and I can't wait to see you safely in 2022. I hate COVID, but I love you. And now on with the podcast. I'm a feminist, but sometimes when one of my cats is mean to the others and doesn't want them on her territory and yeah. hisses at them to get back, I call her Kitty Cattell. <laughs> so good. She's like, this is my territory. She's pushing them back, pushing yeah. them back. Get back in the water. She's like, pushing get out back. of here. Yeah. She's like, I know you're just like me, but you're not me, so you don't count. That's exactly right. That yeah. should be the Home Office's slogan yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, know I, know like, I know you're just, just like me, me but, but you're, you're not me. me. <laughs> so, so, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see yesterday, speaking of Pretty Patel, oh, no. the police have now officially voted, they've given her a vote of no confidence, which is, I think, unprecedented. I mean, we live in unprecedented right. times. It's only, the only thing that yeah. can happen now is unprecedented things. Yeah. That's, the times call for this. Yeah, that's um, the definition but, of the times. If there's a precedent for it, it's not happening now. It's not the times. I'll tell you no, that. absolutely. In fact, I wonder if the Sunday Times will change its name to the unprecedented, the unprecedented times. times. <laughs> it should. It should capture that moment. And then they're like, oh, their like, motto would be like, and what day is it? Because... Yeah, uh, Oftentimes we don't know. <laughs> Scary. Oh, I saw someone on Twitter, and I'm so sorry, whoever you are, I cannot credit you because I can't remember it, but it was uh, somebody on Twitter saying, remember when we all laughed at Rebecca Black for saying, <laughs> yesterday was Thursday, today is Friday. I would absolutely love to have that kind of confidence about what day it is. Yeah, now. yeah. Um, 100%. 100%. Oh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, anyway, the police have said no confidence in their boss, Pretty Patel. So I don't know how long she is for this, you know, mortal politics. So I hope she goes because then she won't be able to pass the... I mean, she's already set the bill out. Maybe it will pass anyway. I don't know. Um, we might talk about that later or on another less funny show. Um, uh, 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 to be honest, we're going for the real chill out lols today. I know just, just that normally, it silly. yeah, I know that normally we do. Humanity is uh, uh, we're not hilarious. Uh, we're uh, Don't bring it down. It's going really well. Okay, great, 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 great. I mean, <laughs> systematic inequality. <laughs> oh, violence! <laughs> Dude, I thought that we could address, that was me trying to address the issues and, and bring it up at the same time. I thought you just, like, you laughed it's through successful. it. successful. Yeah. Or maybe you see it saying, like, a, a zany voice, poverty! <laughs> no? Okay. It's, I think you're doing, whatever you're doing, very well. Yeah. I'm not sure what that is. P poverty! <laughs> just bring in awareness by saying the names of things. <laughs> Well, that is sort of the whole awareness trap, though. You know, when they sort of people, sometimes I ask people what they want and they go, go awareness. And I'm like, but awareness without yeah. action leads to depression. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to know if now I can't Now we just help. know, yeah. I yeah. just don't want to be lying awake in bed thinking about that if there's nothing yeah. I can do. Oh, gosh. I mean, the ocean's on fire. What are you going to know? <laughs> Look at the pictures and be aware. Yeah, it's just, it's, I don't want to be aware of things I can't help with. I really don't. I'm, I'm not wrong about that. It causes depression. Yeah, like yeah, I, I, I agree. It's like, a, 
anxiety without uh, action. I'm a feminist. <laughs> Mont. Um, when I was on the tube, there were giant swarms. A murder. That's what you call it. Is that like a murder of geese? Crows. Murder of crows. Mm. There was a murder of white men. And <laughs> a gaggle. I just... Um, there was a murder of white men, and they were maskless. And uh, I feel like the feminist thing to do would be to like be like, hey... There could be vulnerable people here, and I mean, you're like, I just try to like educate them, but I wanted um, to do homicide. <laughs> and I feel like that's Is not this, nice. I'm a feminist, but on the way here, I killed a man. Yeah, I'm a feminist, but now I got a couple bodies on me, and uh, I'm running from the law. Okay, well, lock the doors, um, yeah. and if. Any of the police come, say, we also don't have Mass any song. faith, no faith in Pretty Patel. Um, yeah, yeah. And Kima Bob's not here. We've never heard of her. Yeah, not at all. I'm a feminist, but the dropped crotch is my new best friend. Yes, love a dropped crotch. I didn't know about the dropped crotch. Who, why you have been, I, why have people been keeping the dropped crotch from me for so long? 100%. Okay, I bought this jumpsuit so in Margate. Yeah. Um, sort of, okay, I'll tell you what happened in Margate. The gate I, of the sea? Yes, that's right. Oh, I never thought of that before. Is it like Mergate? I just, the thing about me is there are a lot of things that I don't know. And the things <laughs> I do know, uh, they come up at the weirdest times. <laughs> I'm impressed by that because I had not thought about the way that word works. But there I you go. I Margate. was on an arty weekend in Margate. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I was invited okay, there for an art thing. And, oh, I was invited there for an art thing. There was no money changed hands except for this jumpsuit because I was with, with a bunch of amazing artists. Mm. And one of them told me, she said, you've got to go into that shop. Mm. Um, and oh, It's all drop crutch. Uh, well, it was like dresses that sort of with pockets that fit, you know, that yeah. weren't all kind of, you know. Yeah. Um, sort of shirt dresses and things oh, like that. Oh, pockets. And mm. I thought... I love carrying gonna... stuff not in a tiny bag. Yeah, me too. Ooh. But I thought, I'm going to try these ju this jumpsuit on. And I was like, why mm. is it so flattering? And she said, it's the dropped crotch. Now, I have a very... A very low crotch. <laughs> I do, though. I do. Because I have a long body. And yeah. I look... Because I'm tall, people think I have long legs. But my mm. legs are sort of regular size. Mm. And my body is long. So I do oh, need... Do you have a long torso? I think I do. I have a long torso. Oh, my gosh. I mean... I never knew this about you. Now I feel more connected to you than ever. We should do 23 and Me. Because we might be related. Yeah. Um, the dropped crotch is my new best friend. Oh. And it's from a shop called Les Animaux, as in, mm. in French. The animals? Yes. How much French do you know? You know every French. Um... <laughs> And so I made friends with a lady. I was a wild guess. I'm so happy. I posted a picture of this on, when I went to the British Podcast Awards and was like 600 people clicked through for my Instagram to Les Animo. And what we discovered is my demographic is women who want a dropped crotch boiler suit. 100%. We, we found it out. Like it was like, like I put things up all the time and they get a certain amount of traffic. But the dropped crotch boiler suit, my God. Well, so, it's frustrating because as a fellow long torso Long torso, yeah. Um, Who else has got a long torso just by a, a chair? Yeah, it's really important. Cheer, cheer if you have a long right. torso. That's right! 
I see you. Representation matters. Um, <laughs> as women of torso. As women of lengthy torso. Yes. Um, it's so frustrating to me when I put something on and it's just like, and it's just like, get out of my vag. Yes. My whole life, things have been up my All bum. All up in there, yeah. That's right. Honestly. Maybe that's why we're bottoms. I think so. Mm. So good. Practice. I, um. I, uh, yeah, it's important. Um, I just need to rant a little bit mm-hmm. about, has anyone tried to buy panties from Rihanna's panty collection? Yes. Yeah. Savage. It's okay. Said in you the said the word crotch and it's just sent me on one. Okay. I'm going to pour some I'm water while you talk about the crotch. Right. I'm a feminist and I respect Rihanna's right to entrepreneurship. But I am outraged by the amount of crotchless panties on that website. It absolutely, it makes no sense. Do you know what I'm talking about? What's the point of crotchless panties? Like, it's it makes no sense. When I'm looking for underwear, one of the main things I'm fucking looking for is a crotch coverage. <laughs> and you go on her website, at 80 to 90% of the, oh, it pisses me off. Because I have a subscription, yeah? And I'm bad with admin, so I always forget to skip. Has anyone experienced this? Yes. Oh, let me just tell you, I have way too much credit for Rianta's panties right now. Like, I could use the money that I now have indebted to Rihanna. I could use it. I could use it back. And now I have to get hundreds of dollars of panties and there aren't enough crotch ones for me to fill my fucking basket. I kid you not. It's so crotchless. So it makes speak. no sense. Why? Who's fucking that much? Who is fucking that much? What is happening? It's so Listen, some people are clearly getting their basket filled more often. Um, Oh, my gosh. Oh, and you know how most places, like the cat, oh, Deborah, oh, like, oh, one of of the categories that you can select to, like, one of the filters is on the reg, as in on the regular. And if you check that, it's just all the crotchless ones. And you'll see a design that you really like. You go, oh, that print will look nice on my ass. No crotch! No crotch! But can I just ask a question about the crotchless underwear? Um, How many people need to feel that they're wearing knickers when they're shagging? Like, don't people just take them off? Like, That's what I'm saying. How much time do you not have? I've never been in a sexual scenario about to get it in, and I'm just like, oh, no, I don't even have time to take my panties off. Like, what? Fortunately, there's a hole right here. Yeah. But also, don't even worry about it. the rest of the time... Yeah, just you, breathable. Yeah, and it's go, It's all, like, you know, the... There is a reason why you wear pants. So men, you probably don't know this, but there's a reason women wear pants. Yeah. You wear pants. I don't know why men wear pants, honestly. (laughs) Just... It's so the balls don't hit the legs. Is it? Okay. All right. So you have your reasons. I've I've done some research and basically if they just let stuff dangle, you know, then it's in danger. So you have to keep it close. Okay. (laughs) So... You could walk around and you could like, ow! 
I hit my, I hit my dick on that chair. And so, because of the dangle, so if you hold it close to, like, you got the cards close to your chest, you got to keep your balls close to your body. Okay, I get it now. I get it now. Thank you. I'm learning a lot. Um, so, cisgendered men, you wear pants for that reason, but mm-hmm. sometimes we wear pants because if I don't wear pants under my yoga pants. Yeah. Because oh, then you get the trouble. VPL and blah, blah, we're blah, blah, in blah. Uh, well, no, because I you... personally just have a juicy vagina. <laughs> Are you advertising a WAP? Yeah, I have. It's true. It's true. I have a wet ass pussy. Um, there are also some hoes in this house. <laughs> just give us a cheer if you're some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. There are, you are correct, Kima. There were some hoes in this Indeed. house. Indeed. Um, Gosh, so uh, that's just, it's very upsetting to me. I hear that. that. I um, think you're right. I just you know, don't, I just think it's so impractical because for the five seconds you might want to be like, oh, but oh, look, there's a what? hole. That yeah. cannot be a people's every freaking day experience. How many sneaky fingerings are happening? Apparently a lot. That's my only thing okay. that it could be, do you it, know what I mean? <laughs> everyone close their eyes. Yeah. And then uh, just go, mmm, if you own crotchless knickers. No one will know it's you because everyone's got their eyes closed. You've got to close That's your how eyes. Sound works. You're not closing your eyes. You can't be looking at people. Otherwise, no one's going to trust. This is a trust exercise. I'll close my eyes too. Okay, just go, mmm, if you own crotchless knickers. Okay, turn up. That's very exciting. Okay. If you crotchless lovers want to use some of my Rihanna credit. <laughs> Change for the cash. Yeah, he will be in the no. Soho bar after no, this. You give insane. her, you give her the cash. Would you do a deal like a 70-30? Oh, definitely. I didn't even just get it, get it out of my life. Oh, you know okay. I mean? I oh, didn't so even free Live from the Soho Theatre in London, from the Shedenborough Festival, The Spontaneity Shop presents The Guilty Feminist with me, Deborah Francis-White, guest co-host Kima Bob, and some very special guests from our live theatre audience. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so happy you've come out because we're only allowed 80% capacity, so we're sold out. No, when I say sold out in a post-pandemic world, you need to clap. You need to, okay, pretend you're a performer who's been inside for 18 months and you're not sure anyone can remember who you are, you don't know what your job is anymore, and you cry every day because you're not allowed to do that job except on a Zoom call, which isn't your job. It's not your job to have a Zoom call and hope some people stay on the Zoom. That's your job. That's not my job. That's your job. And I just feel like when people say, can you do stand-up via Zoom? I'm like, no, it's not stand-up, though. You're sitting down talking or just on a fucking conference call where you can be seen and it's really obvious that you've been crying. So I want you to imagine that now. That's your life for the last 18 months. The show sold out! I really was not sure at all because we only had a few days to sell it and I was like, you know, normally the old days, the Guilty Feminist just sold it. We just said, it's a Guilty Feminist, and it sold out. And you know that, because you used to not be able to get tickets and complain to me all the time. <laughs> so I hope there's somebody in the audience today, or at least one person, but maybe lots of people, who couldn't get tickets in the old days, but thought, oh, noon, maybe I... And it's just gone on sale. Maybe I'm going to slide on in there. Uh, 
Is anybody a first-time guilty feminist person who's come here who couldn't previously get tickets? <laughs> then our Lord and Saviour, by which I mean Francesca Moody, has done us all a great favour. Francesca Moody runs Shedinburgh, just to be clear. That joke would have been funnier if you'd known that. But you should know that. You should know that because Francesca produced the original Fleabag. I know. She's fancy. She's fancy. And that feels very lovely and full circle for me because I put on a festival at the Leicester Square Theatre, which is near here. Are we allowed to say that here? Is that like coming into the Pepsi factory and saying, do you know what I love? A Coke. Um, it's in walking distance, but all theatres work together, don't you? No, they hate them. Um, in the Leicester Square Theatre, I put on a storytelling festival and said to Phoebe Waller-Bridge, would you come and do a story on the theme of chancing your arm? And she went, no, no, it sounds like stand-up. No, 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 I don't do that. And I said, I'll get you a stool. And she said, I'll be there. Um, and that was the first 12 minutes of Fleabag. And Francesca was in the audience that night and said, I'm going to produce this and take it to Edinburgh. And that's why you have Fleabag. I would like to take all the credit for Fleabag. <laughs> I enjoy those few seconds, but I can't. Uh, that was a lovely few seconds, though, when I say I would like to... No, she would have written it anyway, I'm sure, in some formation. But that was exciting because it was a festival, blah, blah, blah. Now, here I am at Francesca's festival at Shedinburgh. <laughs> give us a cheer if you ever went to the Edinburgh Festival. OK, give us a cheer if you've never been to the Edinburgh Festival. Okay, if you've never been to the Edinburgh Festival, you're basically at it now, except imagine if the whole of Edinburgh was one shed. Okay, so you've imagined that? You don't need to imagine it. Look, here I am in a shed. But this is larger than many Edinburgh venues that I have played. Honestly, I've played, if you've played the Wee Room, this is like a, you know, a four-story castle. Um, I've played to many smaller houses than this. My first Edinburgh, I played to an average of, I would say, 10 people. Um, that's generous. That's a lie. An average of six. 10, 12 was a big day for me. And I just treated it like a dinner party. I just thought, well, I have to get to know absolutely everybody in the audience. And we'll have to make this about the audience in some way or another. And uh, that's how I learned to throw really good dinner parties. Um, but also a skill that I believe I will be using today, because today, normally at The Guilty Feminist, we have me and a co-host, my trusty co-pilot, and uh, then we uh, bring out a guest or maybe even a panel of guests, as in our recent Britney, Free Britney episode, we had to have a panel of guests because there were so many angles from which we wanted to look at it. But today, you are our guest. <laughs> That's right. I would really love to do the full musical of Beauty and the Beast now on my own, but... <laughs> That wouldn't be right. That's not what you've paid for. I'm sure you would enjoy it. It would be of excellent quality. It would not. Um, uh, so you are our guest and you get to ask us questions. But also, can I ask, does anyone here think they have the most feminist job in the audience? Yes? What's your job? Uh, I work as a grants manager for a trust that helps women be financially resilient and pulls them out of poverty. That is a pretty feminist job. Does anyone think they can top that or slightly bottom it? It's very early for those kind of jokes, isn't it? Doesn't stop me. Doesn't stop me. I'm not frightened of an anal sex joke before lunch. No. No, it's perfect time for anal, in my opinion, before, 
right before lunch. Um, it's very tiring later in the day. Now, uh, but first thing in the morning, no. Not, I'm not interested in sex first thing in the morning. I've just woken up. Leave me alone. But I think right before lunch or right after lunch, yeah, those slots are fine and they're, they're open. Um, can anyone top or bo- Sorry, what was your name? Rosie. Rosie. Rosie's feminist job. Can anyone top or bottom it or side it? Yes? I'm an abortion rights lawyer in the States. Oh, an abortion rights lawyer! She knows Wade. She's right there in the middle, umpiring that. Anybody else? Anybody else? I can okay. bottom it. You can, you can bottom it? Yep. Yeah, I work for a, a women's wear brand. We empower women um, with comfort clothes. It's professional women's wear made with athleisure. Ah, capitalist feminism. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, listen. Somebody's got to get in there and provide us with soft pockets. You're doing a service. You're doing a service. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are any of your clothes made in unsustainable ways or, in fact, sweatshops? No, we're a sustainable company. We're a B corporation. A what corporation? It's a B corporation. Like, it means everything's sustainably done. And What's that? Off- What's that word? We offset all of our carbon emissions. But what's the word I need to know? B corporation. B. Yeah. yeah. Surely it should be A. I don't understand why it's B. That's just E, but they picked B. I don't know. Sounds like a B game to me. I'd change it. Um, <laughs> tell them the guilty feminist herself said change it. That'll be changed I'll by. No. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That'll be changed by this afternoon. It's <laughs> the kind of influence I have. Excellent. Okay. Uh, so we have Rosie and we have. Mikkel. And. Uh, B-game, what's your name? Erica. Erica. I will never call you B-game again. That was just a shorthand so you knew who I was talking about. Thank you so much. Okay. Mikel, Rosie. So I have to remember Rosie by Rosie Boycott. Um, Mikel by, I mean, if Mickey Mouse were a feminist. And, and Just B-game, it's fine. No, I'm not calling you B-game. I have to do the mnemonic. Oh, God. Environmental Erica. 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 Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, can anyone think of a feminist Erica? No, there's literally not one. Okay. Well, we found one. We found the feminist Erica in the world. Please don't write to me if your name is Erica and you're listening to this internationally. I understand that you are also a feminist. Okay. <laughs> A lot of people are described as the one and the only, and they're not really. They're like a lot of other people. But when I say the one and the only, these adjectives do really meet the expectation of this person. The one, the only, Kima Bob! Wow, such a great time. All the top and bottom talk has me really excited. <laughs> I'm so delighted to yeah. excite you before lunch. Can I lunch. tell you how I identify? Yes, please. Um, I identify as a bottom-leaning switch, which means that I love receiving, but I am afraid to give. <laughs> yeah. Sort it's of like important. a, like a reverse Santa. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Give me the presents, but also, like, I'll give you cookies and milk. 
I am now not clear what you are giving. Because I think a bottom, well, this is so early. Are yeah, they, it's important to if get If anyone's into brought it. underaged people, could you just shout now? Because someone might have for a noon show, might have thought, it's noon. It'll be Al- safe. Although it's Deborah Akima. It'll be safe. It'll be safe. It's noon. Has anyone brought anyone no. underage or has anyone underage slipped in? Mm. Just cheer. Has anyone underage slipped okay, in? That was- <laughs> okay. This woman. That was a poor choice of words. That was a poor choice of words. And it was unintentional. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was unintentional. Yeah, as I- many say it is. <laughs> Um, Your Honour, um, <laughs> listen, we, we are not men who were grown in the 70s. It's true. So we don't have anything to fear. Um, I don't think that's how it works. But I think it is. Okay. <laughs> it's not at all. Okay. All it's right. I think yeah. here's my mission <laughs> yes. um, for the next like bit of time that we're here. I want one of us to be cancelled before we leave. <laughs> I feel it should be you because you'll bounce back more quickly. No, 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 no. Oh, God. It'll take me a year to get back. Take one for the team. (laughs) You will have one uncomfortable afternoon on Twitter. I will be unemployable for 12 to 24 months. That's how you set the bar too high. (laughs) Uh, Listen. What? Kevin Spacey's back. Uh, making a movie so if he can clamber back from there it's insane I mean I was on my little TV and it showed me that Liam Neeson was like making a movie Liam Neeson who like I don't know like a couple years ago was like I was just walking around my neighborhood with a kosh like what is a kosh anyway like Um, what is that it's a short uh, stick like you know you know how in your country the police have guns yes, yes, yes. and in our country our police have a little baton a little stick yeah to... so he got one yeah he how got... did he even get one defund Liam Neeson <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like I was walking around with a kosh looking for a black person to beat up he, and he like... actually said bastard yeah yeah, yeah. black bastard yeah which like don't talk about anyone's parental situation <laughs> Insane. I think it was more colloquial than that. But he didn't realise what he'd said. He was saying, oh, well, I was racist then. That was a bad thing. But I'm like, no, but you were literally talking about going out to violently attack any random random. black man because a friend of yours had experienced something with a specific individual. And I'm like, was the victim of violence from a specific individual, I should say. But what are you talking about? And he didn't seem to know. He didn't seem to know what was wrong with it. Don't worry, guys, because... I didn't come across anyone. Um, nobody got beat up, and I'm on TV now, so it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Moral of the story is uh, the thing about cancellation is it's temporary. Yeah. And that's why one of us should get canceled today. Uh, okay. So which? Who in the audience? This is the best game show ever. Let's uh, get canceled. Uh, Erica, step right up. Uh, and then we spin the wheel of terrible things and whatever it lands on, that's what you're getting cancelled for. And then we spin another wheel that has a number and then another wheel that says either minutes, hours, weeks or months or days. I think that sounds good. That's very fun. We could sell that. But I think the only... Yeah, but I feel like it should only be men we know should already be cancelled. Should play. Yes. Very exciting. (laughs) I love it. If anyone out there is like... Wow, I really want to make a great television show that fixes the world. Um, let's get cancelled. <laughs>
Yes, absolutely. If you're a TV producer in the audience, and of course you are because it's Soho. Um, uh, actually, I don't think there are many t- television producers in Soho on the weekend. Cancelled! Welcome to Let's Get Cancelled. I'm Kim Abam. I'm here with your co-host, Debbie Vance's wife. Uh, you have to be the co-host because I'm the lead counsellor. Um, it's going to be I'm very fine. exciting. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. So good. Uh, you're the lead counsellor. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> like the, the high like chancellor. The, yeah, the or the, the witch finder general. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Burn him. Uh, <laughs> they say it's a witch hunt. It's not. Um, uh, you were pointing here. Were you? It's insane. Isn't it beautiful? It's interesting because there are sheds at the fringe that you could perform in. You were talking about your average of shows is around. You said around uh, like tenish. I mean, in the first year, it got better the next year. My first show, there were two people there. It was me and Alison Spittle was being my guest, and it was two people, and I was like. I don't know, Alison. I think I'm going to pull it. I want to pull it. And she said, there are people here and they want to see us. So let's do it. And then the third person came and I was like, you're right. (laughs) 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 Yeah, spot on. Let's let's get out there. And then it was so funny because you do just end up talking to them. And then after it's just like, Hey, you guys want to get a drink? <laughs> yeah. I have taken people to the pub before in Edinburgh. Yeah. I've gone, there's only like six of us or something. Like. Shall we, I'll, let's go to the pub and I'll tell you my story. And I've basically told them my whole stand-up show because it was a storytelling show in the pub. Instead and, of in the thing. Yeah, because I mean, you just were sitting around a table and I'm like, okay, so there was this one yeah. time. And then it's more like, you know, I'm just casually telling yeah. them my stories. It's like a, a free show with a bucket. And like I was just like, shall I just buy you a drink with what's in here? <laughs> like, oh. like, you know, I was just like, it's such a, it's a very interesting environment to be in. But I think a lot of people uh, can grow. And for me, um, as an American comedian, I feel like it makes a huge difference. Um, I feel like people are able to like find themselves and mm. find their voice in a way that you don't get the chance to when you're doing like five, ten minutes at a time. Like, when you can, like, schlub together an hour and, like, you know, just dig in your couch for money to buy an overpriced apartment for a month. Yeah, you know? they really do. They it's insane. Push hard. It was so bad. But you're right, because I think on the American circuit, your material has to fit into that club mm-hmm. for you to get booked. But in Edinburgh... As long as you've booked a room above a pub or whatever, you mm-hmm. can literally do anything for Talk an hour. About whatever you want. And you set the tone. And if it's zany or it's mm-hmm. silly or it's observational comedy or it's literally you reading from your, you yeah, know, your diary. teenage diary. I, or, actually, you know. I went to a show and I loved it. And it was just a guy reading through his journal from the past year in like the order that he thought was most hilarious. And I agreed. A lot of the audience did not. Um, but I had a great time. <laughs> the worst thing is being in a show where there's only like four people in the audience and he, I'd really like to get out now. You know that scene in Friends where Chandler goes to <laughs> yeah. a one-woman show and she's shouting at the audience about her period, which is a little bit of a, you know. But uh, I'll do it. I'll do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> if Matthew Perry walked in and sat down, I would be very tempted. Yeah. Um, and that thing of you can't get out because you can't yeah. walk out of some yeah. poor person solo show. So then you think... I'm here for an hour now and stuck Mm -hmm. and this is really miserable but there's literally nothing I can do and you can't look at your phone and yeah so you mustn't look at your phone because Mm -hmm. once I was telling a story about my father who died and I swear I saw 
suddenly, and I really almost had a funny turn because I saw a ghost of my father in the audience. Just, and I was like, oh my God. And then I realized it was just a man on his phone and the, go- <laughs> the green light was lighting up his face. And it was like he'd appeared, it was like something out of Macbeth, honestly. It was terrifying. Incredible. It was so soothing good. and terrifying in equal measure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, that, wow. Mm. Wow. Did you guys feel that? That, that chill in the air? Yeah, yeah, that's him. Um, (laughs) um. Hello, Guilty Feminist. Just to let you know that I'm on Cameo at the moment for Choose Love. There are not many videos in the series left, so book me if you'd like me to send a special message to a friend or family member or for yourself. Also, lots of other wonderful people are on there as well. Juliet Stevenson, Olivia Coleman, Cindy V. Check out everybody who's supporting Choose Love at the moment for those who are fleeing the Taliban. It was truly remarkable to have such a wonderful audience back uh, for the emergency episode. Thank you to all who came out. And please join us on the 10th and 11th of September, live on the South Bank at Queen Elizabeth Hall. On the 10th of September, my guest is Nina Conti, who's coming along with Monkey. And Jess Robinson is performing some extremely uplifting feminist music for us. It'll be like Feminist Church. On the 11th of September, uh, my guest co-host is Kima Bob herself. And Susie Ruffle is coming along to do some stand-up comedy for us. We have She Drew the Gun, who've never been on before, the amazing band, giving us feminist uplift music. And we also have some very special guests talking about the rights raid and uh, looking at our rights as LGBTQ people and also uh, the policing bill, border control, and having some important conversations about where we are and what we can do next. Um, I really hope to see you at either or both of those shows please come and be with us. God, it's nice to be back in the same room again. It makes so much difference and I think makes our podcast really the best of what it is. As always, for tickets for our live show, you can find the link at guiltyfeminist.com under live shows. Now back to the podcast. So there's a microphone. If you want to ask us a question, then go to that microphone. Tom will show you where it is. If you don't, Tom, can you point again? I will be personally so hurt. Um, Because I want to talk to you. Wow, everyone's so shy. Oh, I don't have anything to say. I don't like being silent in the dark. Oh. The society. There we go. Okay. That's a brave soul. Yeah. Also, also, I just want to say, the questions don't have to be good. The answers won't be. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, that's right. Speak for yourself. Like, my answers are going to be. No, nah, it was top a kind notch. of, it was a, a group diss, I think. Yeah, it was good. It's good because it low, lowers the expectation. Yeah, the bar, yeah, yeah, the bar, yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh, hello. hello. Hi. There you baby. are in the light. Hello. Gorgeous. Not that your appearance matters because you're you a well rounded. Everyone that comes down out of yeah. 10. That's really not going to help oh, the situation. Fit. You're really my type on paper. <laughs> If you're listening internationally and you don't watch Love Island, that was an impersonation of the it whole was, of Love Island. Yeah, just all of it. Hi. Can we have a chat? So, my question is, yes. I have a teenage son yes. who is anti-feminist. <gasps> uh, 
What's your name? Just so we know. Zoe. 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 Hey. Just so we can shame him. <laughs> no, no, just more so we can, you know, Hi. commune. Deborah, Kima, Zoe. It's true. Um, so he's, I mean, he's a mm. teenager, mm. so everything I say is abhorrent to him. Mm. But so, for example, we talked about feminism quite a bit in the past, but when I said I was coming here today, I thought mm. a bit of dinnertime conversations, normally silence. And he was muttering under his breath, oh, bullshit, mum, that's bullshit. And then he just mm. said, I think everyone should shut up about this. Um, mm. Even when I talk about, you know, equal pay, you know, big, big mm. things, mm. I think people should just get, get on with their lives and I don't want to hear any more. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. The young white men are already strong. <laughs> the younger, younger and younger these days. He gets it. He gets how the world works. And then he confessed that actually he was particularly embarrassed because mm. I have a I'm a feminist butt t-shirt from years ago. I haven't actually worn it for two or three years. And he says he still gets teased about me having once worn that t-shirt and his friends having seen. So mm. he's up against it with his peers as well. But I know you did a teenage boy workshop. Mm. Have you got any advice other than for me to just back off and leave it to his future partners to influence him? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is my it, sort of strategy now, having been bitten again. Have you got any advice, any sort of pamphlets uh, I could leave around? I'm so or? sorry, Zoe, that, you know, because uh, it sounds like a pain in your ass, and I know you're trying to, like, you know, help him to be a, a decent dude out in the world and to save his future partners from having to do it. I'm trying, trying to raise a feminist man and it's really hard. Yeah. So, you know, we did that episode, Raising Feminist Boys. Do you remember that? And then I, I went into a school. I think that's what you might be referring to. I find the only thing that works is to ask loads and loads and loads of questions mm. and do it Socratically. Because when you try and tell a teenager, frankly, of any what gender, anything, anything, they take an opposing view. So this is what works for me. And it works for me also with dyed-in-the-wool middle-aged men's rights activists. Oh, my God. She talks to them all the time. I'm like, how do you do it? It's amazing. I, I seek them out on Guardian Soulmates. Uh, <laughs> And then go and sit opposite them yeah. and ask them tons of questions until they break. Like uh, LBC and GB News, and she's like, "Guys, let's have a chat." Yes. <laughs> uh, it's true. I, no, I don't. But I, but this does work. And this is what I did at the school with the boys: is I said to them, "What things are unfair for boys and for men? So, what things could you not do without people having a go at you? For example." Girls can wear one piece of fabric around their legs or two, and either of those things is fine. No one mind. No one's going to stare. Mm. You can only wear two. Otherwise, people are going to go, what's, what's that? And it's so arbitrary. And I was asking these boys, what else can't you do? And one of them said, um, knitting. I couldn't do knitting. Mm. If I brought knitting into school, everyone mm. would laugh. And there was one little boy who was younger and shorter than the rest of them, and he was so he was amazing, and he went, no, I could he said, I'd bring knitting in, everyone said it was cool. And they all looked at him and went, we wouldn't. <laughs> we would make fun of you. And, he, and we would take the piss royally. The boy who said it said, it's just an old Asian lady thing. He was a young South Asian British boy. Mm. And he said, it's, a, it's an old Asian lady thing. And, and someone else said, I think it's just an old lady thing. Uh, but they were just like talking about the things they couldn't do. There's a section in my book about men not being the enemy and the patriarchy mm. being the enemy in which I talk about why it's not fair that when you're at sea, it's women and children first. And this comes up a lot with refugees, where the 
if I were a refugee now, I would get my place in the boat and a 19-year-old young man, 20-year-old, mm-hmm. with his whole life ahead of him, I don't have any children, he would have to get out of the boat and I would stay in it, even though he'd probably weigh less than me and I would bring the boat down at a greater rate. Um, <laughs> why is that fair? But it's hard to get out of a boat of privilege. I can't guarantee you at 2 a.m. I would do it. In the freezing cold black water, might be sharks. I don't, mm-hmm. can't guarantee you I would do it. And if I did, I'd want you to video it, Kima, mm. and say yeah. she died and a, she a, lived a hero. of yeah. feminism. Yeah. Because I would, my place in that boat is given to me by society, right? And it's hard for a man to get off a board of 12 men. Um, I think that interrogating, um, that gentle interrogation is brilliant because you can ask him, like, what is your problem with it? Why does it make you so upset? You know, and getting him to think about why he feels, how he feels, instead of telling him how to feel. And hopefully, as he starts talking, he'll be like, I will uh, actually, I don't have solid fucking reasons. (laughs) (laughs) But also, maybe he feels he does at the moment. Maybe he feels like, oh, boys are always getting all of this stuff about how we're, you know, we're in the wrong before we've even done anything and blah, blah, blah. And you might need to Mm -hmm. unpick that with him. You know, more men die at work. You know, he's got his MRI. Great. Mm. So so acknowledge those points. Instead of fighting them, go, this is a great example of gender inequality. Exactly. That more men are in dangerous roles. They're pushed to the front and always have been. More men have died in wars. This is gender inequality. And do you know who's responsible for that? The power structures. And you see it, you see gender inequality this way for men. Uh, There are some ways in which gender inequality affects women. But focus for a while on the things that affect him and Mm. then say, can you see any ways in which, so let's list all the ways that boys have a harder time than girls. And then let's let now list all the ways that girls have a harder time than boys and go, Mm. see, it's unfair both sides. Who should we fight about this? Should we fight each other or should we fight the power? Mm. And don't make yourself the power. Make yourself his friend on his team and Mm -hmm. both of you are fighting the power. Thank you. Yeah. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah. I love doing that with when someone um, when someone is kind of like got their back up about something and just kind of being like, hey, but like what what upsets you about it? Because mm-hmm. I think, yeah, telling people how to feel it doesn't work, but asking them about why they feel how they feel, you get more information that way. Oh, I had a brilliant podcast, um, Baritone Day Thurston, and I have actually had him on the podcast. Mm. But in that, he had a guest who said they ask people, this was during Black Lives Matter, the mm. most recent boiling point of last summer, and uh, asking people, what do you most fear mm. if your worldview doesn't come to pass or so, this, this worldview shifts? What's your biggest fear? Because that's when you're tapping into yeah. you yeah. know, what it is that's driving 100%. That because the reason why I was saying like he might be like he might realize that he doesn't have solid reasons is because it sounds like he doesn't know what feminism is. Um because if he did then he would know that it's not his enemy. Um anyone else got a question? I have a question. Okay. Do you like to party? <laughs> I do. I do like to party, but uh, the last 18 months has been a bit of a drought for me. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Because it's that. been illegal. Yeah, um, same. Didn't think that would happen. Uh, Kima, I'm going to ask you two questions that I've got in my bag for you. Uh, what's the most feminist thing you've ever done? Oh, solid inquiry. Um, I think exist every day in a society that tries to bring me down. Excellent. And what's the guiltiest thing you've ever done? The way I exist, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a guiltiest feminist moment that you've ever had? Um, I think... I'm going to time travel a little bit. Um, So I grew up in Texas, and it was quite conservative and Christian. Um, And I was never a conservative, but I did... uh, (laughs) I don't know if I've shared this here. Um, No, I don't know if I've just fucking share everything. Um, Like the fact that I have a wet-ass pussy. Um, (laughs) But I... Do you know that I, I had a promise ring? I went through a purity ring ceremony... And I had a ring that said, true love waits. And I went through a, like, handmaid's tale-ass ceremony where my parents signed this thing that were like, we love that you're not going to fuck until you're married. What? Yeah. Full on. Full on. Wow. Super American. Do the purity ring people know that that's I, they crumbled? I think they know that 90% of the people that go through those ceremonies will probably get fingered with that ring on. <laughs> or use that ring to, in yeah. fact, finger. A hundred percent. A thousand percent. And I remember in this time when I was in this, like, purity haze, um, that there was a, a girl at my school um, who was sexually active. Um, and I just remember the way that I felt about her. It was so uncool. And I wish I would have known then what, like, I wish I would have known what she known, which is that sex is fucking awesome. Um, And she had some kind of tendon issue. So she always walked, like, on her tiptoes. 
Um, and actually, she did inflict something upon me. Um, she had sex with my boyfriend while we were on a break. And I just, from then on, just called her the tiptoe ho. <laughs> so your, so your, your high school years were less feminist than your later years. I would say. Yeah. I would say. <laughs> All right. So if we have no more questions. Um, oh, hello. Great. Hey. Hey, also gorgeous, let me just say, but not that it's important because you're more than your outer appearance. I'm enjoying the setup of you having to comment on everyone's ratings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not even one o'clock yet, I think. Yeah. Um, tell us, uh, what's your name? Alina. Alina. Hey, Alina. Hello. What's your question, Alina? So my question is, um, a couple of weeks ago, now that I'm under the spotlight, I've forgotten the name of the minister, so but she said it was... Um, that women needed to speak up more in healthcare. So it's not the lack of resources, but it's women need to talk more to their GPs about healthcare. Ah, yes. Now, I think as someone with a long, I have polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is a long-term condition. And you can often hit your head against the GPs and the healthcare system. And you have to figure out other ways to get the healthcare you need. So my question I have two questions. One, is that something we could explore in an episode one day, one about healthcare? Yeah. Women's healthcare? And then B, if you've got any views or experiences of speaking up in a healthcare setting where you needed help and you weren't accessing it, because in my view, it's a resource mm. problem. I think the Tories have underfunded mm-hmm. the NHS mm-hmm. and ideally we would all go out and get the healthcare we need. But specifically for women, mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to be taken seriously. Agreed, agreed. Ooh. Can I share something that um, yeah. Annabelle said? So, so remember, so we were doing, when we were doing the Free Britney episode, we had a doctor on the panel, and when we were backstage, she was sharing that there was another person on the panel who was saying that they haven't had their needs addressed and they weren't listened to, and they were often um, pushed into things that they didn't agree with, but the doctor said was best. And Annabelle was saying that it is a resource problem and that they don't have enough time to they don't have enough time to really listen to people. They yeah. have like 10, 15 minutes and they're so in the mindset that they know what's right and they know what's best. Um, and so I just want to say that I agree with you that it is a resource problem and it feels like they need more time to be considerate like bedside manner and manners kind of go out the window. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, I agree. And I, I think our poor-stretched GPs and doctors and nurses are chronically underfunded. And we know that, especially during COVID. But also there is a long history in the medical uh, profession of not listening to women or thinking women are being hysterical. And that is a historical fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of women are not heard. And if they say they've got pain have you or are you just feeling a bit yeah and amongst communities of color and marginalized folks much worse much worse um so yes i think over our healthcare episodes that we've done we have explored this a few times uh but something about yeah women specifically so funny being like um i think you need to speak up because um they love listening and so maybe you're just not talking like way to gaslight a gender and a nation <laughs> incredible yeah it's like i am talking but they've shut the door and then on to the next patient yeah. so i'm standing in a hallway going and also i do think maybe the polycystic yeah. ovaries are having a turn 
Yeah. No, you're still okay. Yep. Okay. No, next time. All right. Thank you. Um, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, and we will take that on board and think about more ways that we can uh, explore this during the podcast. Yeah, that's Thank you. so. <laughs> oh, wow. Do we have time quickly to hear a little bit more from our feminists? I mean, you're all feminists, uh, just to be clear. Um, but I just wanted to hear a little bit more about Rosie. Yes. Your, um, is it a foundation? Is it a charity? Is it a movement? Is it a, what is it? It's a, a, a charity and a trust. A charity and a trust. Do you want to come to the mic and just tell us about that and how we can help? Yes. Bigger applause for Rosie! While Rosie's going to the mic, I once, in Sydney... Rosie, absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> Hi, Rosie. Hi, Rosie. You've been given the Kima Bob seal of approval. Not that it matters, because I'm yeah. not. I hold my breath every time, because I think, when is she just going to go, you know, for comedic purposes? Oh, Actually, no. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. Go on, Rosie. So, Rosie, tell us about... I was going to busk and tell you a story, but you got there quick, more quickly than I thought you were going to. So I'm very tall, so I get places real fast. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take I, up that space. Absolutely. Do my best. I hear you. I am also tall, maybe not as tall as you, but I hear you. So, Rosie, tell us about your trust. Uh, I'm quite nervous. I didn't know I was, I was going to be asked to do this. Um, <laughs> so it's called the Small Trust, and... Uh, our mission is to help women be financially resilient. So we give grants to individual women who are experiencing hardship and to specialist women's organizations who share our mission. And I work on the grants to organization side. So I manage a, a package of live grants and I also help them with um, like developing leadership and sort of strategy and just supporting them through the whole process and giving them networks to, to um, kind of rely on after oh. the grant ends. Great. And can we... Do you need funds? You don't need funds. You give away funds. Yeah, so, so who so can apply for this money? Uh, any woman over the age of 18 in the UK. It's smallwoodtrust.org.uk. An individual woman can just apply to the Smallwood Trust and say, yes. hey, I'm in poverty. Oh, I'm glad we've yeah, met you. So Small they need to provide world. a bunch of documents. And sometimes like we're extremely busy. So a lot of the time it is closed. And I, I don't know when it next opens because I don't work on the individual side of things. Um, but yeah, just keep an eye on our website and you will... Okay, so it opens for periods and then you can apply? Yeah, yeah. And is that because of COVID or just in general you're underfunded? I mean, every lot of people just need gone help. like in like batshit crazy since COVID. So, but we, we don't need money. Like we have an endowment and we're in a really good position. Okay, so you're in, um, you so, have an endowment. Yes. Okay, and you're in a good position. Yes. But you're not open that often. So the grant, so yeah, the grants individual side isn't open very often, but it is open, but only for a couple of days because we just get flooded with applications. Oh, um, I see. Okay. So does it work, currently so. say on your website when people can apply, what the window is? Yeah. So it, it'll say, I don't know off the top of my head, but it will say, and if you work or know of specialist women's organizations that help women be financially resilient, then um, you can get in touch with us. So Wonderful. Cool. Yeah. And what's the website? Smallwoodtrust.org.uk. Like so, tiny yeah. word. Pardon? Small, not big words. Small, small trust. Word. Yeah, yeah. I a medium word. <laughs> Are you turning this feminist charity? Kima Bob's a feminist Bart. She's turning this feminist charity. I'm horned up. Sue me. <laughs> into a WAP opposite metaphor. Um, small word trust. Thank you, thank you, Kima. Thank you. 
Um, so if you are in any of those categories, please look on the Smallwood Trust website. Thank you. Uh, and Rosie, or Rosie won't get back to you, but one of her colleagues will. Thank you so much, Rosie. So, and then we had Mikkel. Do you want to just come and give us a brief overview of our fears for uh, the Handmaid's Tale future that is the United States of Gilead? <laughs> Or are we feeling more confident now? Hey. Hey. Hello. The fears are real. I mean, the Supreme Court is taking a direct challenge to Roe. So we are worried, but also we're ready to fight. And, you know, we're working really hard to make sure that abortion is accessible uh, in the States. Still, How likely is it under a Biden presidency that that will happen? Because if Trump had got in again, I'd think, oh, it's, it's done. But it's do you over. know what? Yeah. Joe's, a, Joe's a sneaky little bitch. He doesn't know how to say the word abortion. <laughs> he doesn't? No, he will not say the word abortion. What does he say? He Pro says choice. Women's, women's health, women's choices. <laughs> women's choices? Yeah, I think the like, thing about the Supreme it, Court is it's an independent body, so uh-huh. it can decide to overturn Roe regardless of what. Oh, my God, and that Amy Coney... Amy Coney Barrett, yeah. She's a I was going to yeah. change her name to something oh, less yeah, feminist. But. Amy Coney Bitchface? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That was it. That's not okay. That's Don't it. applaud that. That's, that was an example of what Kima shouldn't have yeah, said. I, I stopped myself. She stopped herself, so I was just filling in, do you mean like this? I wasn't yeah. saying that about yeah. a woman. She was just like, like, like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's yeah, exactly she's, what yeah. it was. But she's not... A good person, and she's not on our team. There's no need to call her that, though, guys. That's not too much. Yeah, no you've, need to call you've her. You've overstepped the mark there. Yeah, no need um, to call her a bitch face. No, no need, no need. Uh, but God, I feel so bad. But also, I I'm don't. not wrong. Uh, so, what can we do again? And we've got a lot of American listeners. Yep. What should we be doing now? To in the you know, you said you want to fight. You are fighting. How do we join the fight? Besides, like stocking up on Plan B. Yeah, that is an option. Um, no, things you can do. You can donate to your local abortion fund. You can donate to your local um, women's rights organizations. Also, call your member of Congress and tell them to support the Women's Health Protection Act, which would essentially codify Roe and make it so that we can, you know, challenge these horrible state restrictions that are happening. So if you're in Britain or somewhere else in the world, how can we support you there in America? Give to abortion funds. Give to abortion funds. So find abortion funds online. Yep. Are there any that you particularly recommend? Yeah, Yellow Fund is wonderful. Yellow um, Fund. National Network of Abortion Funds is wonderful. Okay. National Abortion Federation, all of those folks really help people get um, access to abortion care. Okay, so Gorgeous. we will we will all uh, have a whip round uh, from this episode and try and put something in that pot because so we can't we can't let that happen. I mean, already in some states it's effectively gone because they've got rid of all the clinics, Absolutely. even though. You um, can look at Texas right now. It's an abortion. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that's Kima's hometown? It's her home state. Yeah. Blessed. Yeah. I'm from Utah, so you know. You feel me. <laughs> I feel yeah. you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's real Gilead territory there, right there. Yeah. Um, well, listen, uh, you are fighting an incredible fight. We thank you very much, and we will extend you a drink in the bar after the show. Wonderful. Yeah. Thanks so much. <laughs> and uh, finally, Erica, you really make me follow that. <laughs> well, listen, this is like a little product placement at the end. Okay. I could do a product placement, but I mean, that should be the landing note. Um, yeah, I, well, listen, you were the third that I found, and you said you were bottoming it. So, so we've had two tops. We're going to finish with a bottom. Yeah, and nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong with being a bottom. A power bottom. 
Power Bottoms. I'm on a WhatsApp group called Power Bottoms. Incredible. With two of my gay best friends. So good. Yeah. I love it. Uh, hello, Erica. Hello. Nice to meet you. So I work for a company. It's called Die. Erica, first of all, let me just say. Yeah. Oh, God. Absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. The Kima Bob away. seal of approval. Blown away. Thank you so much. Um, but it's what inside that counts. Exactly. <laughs> In my opinion, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I work for a company called Die. It's a women's... Uh, women's wear company basically our founder used to work in, in banking she found the women's wear was really uncomfortable going to work and that it was kind of like gender inequality that men could wear really comfortable suits but women's you know pants suits whatever was made with fabric that was really restricted such a high crotch so such a high crotch um so Are she's dis- low crotch business suits uh, uh, oh i am there thank god we got you I, up i think we might have a low crotch option but i, I, I don't think we really like you yeah, can't a, filter by low crotch i'm like savage as long as you crotch less business suit option <laughs> There's no on-the-reg option. <laughs> For the woman who likes to bone at work. I can... I, we can explore. No, I don't think that's really, that's like... That's Listen. ...aligned to our, Do you probably want just our values, like one but... one cross-promotion with Rihanna? Yeah. See, the on-the-reg business suit. Because, yeah. you know, one of the, um, like, power stances is, like, put your leg up. And so if you're in a meeting, right, you have a crotchless suit, <laughs> and you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> Take note, yeah. <laughs> that is a power move. That, I think it really doubles the power of the power move. Yeah. If, yeah. If the person you want to go really with shifts goes, that power oh, dynamic. Then, you know, yeah. if you, but you'd have to have the Rihanna's on underneath the on the reg. Yeah. Oh, you ha- you'll have to go 100% with it. You can't just lean in 50%. You know? no. yeah. can't be like crotchless with a crotch. Exactly. You've got to go fully Full crotchless. Okay. I think we're, listen, <laughs> what about a guilty feminist? business suit that we design with you sure. and the proceeds go to the yellow, yellow ye- fund yet yeah, the yellow fund okay <laughs> we do one suit together sure. it's called on the reg Has a good <laughs> it's got a cro- i think it should be a crotchless option maybe a button crotch i just feel like it might be just a little like easy access maybe like a snap like I a just you know? a lot of also, them if you're a business person right you got a lot going on you're like farms my, my, my other kinds of paper um, and then that's how it happens in those uh, yeah. buildings. Yeah, yeah. Like, you've had a job. I can. You're tell. like computer, 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 <laughs> and stuff. This um, is what comedians think jobs are, by the way. farm. And and you you're a busy business lady, and you need to take a tinkle, but you don't have time to take your pants off. You're too busy for that. You don't have time to take your pants off. You don't have time to sit down. If anything, you just want to kind of spread that and be able to. Okay, for festivals, actually, I yes. will say a dropped crotch jumpsuit at a festival, you know, whether you have to queue up for an hour for some disgusting We're just loo. trying to pitch you stuff. Yeah. I'm, we, I'm taking active notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We think we should do one Guilty Feminist crossover suit with you called, sure. called on the reg. Maybe it shouldn't have a full open crotch. Just a the option crotch. of that. A dropped crotch with yeah. maybe a zip option. Yeah. A, zip- a zipper on your crotch? Yeah. Fill- well, that what? might be dangerous. That also feels very uncomfortable. Goes- You'd sit on the zipper? On the zip- yeah, okay. Yeah. But the this is a brainstorm. <laughs> Not all the ideas can be gone. It goes from the front all the way, and it ends kind of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
it and then you just like open just, it up and you can determine to yeah. what yeah and you, if you don't if, and if you want to take a shit and you don't have to get okay like now this. okay now what? okay now maybe okay, I'm but... not going into fashion but it feels like I am yeah <laughs> listen I just don't think any high fashion classy product includes the word shit that's what yeah. I think so listen the let's keep suit. brainstorming not all of mm. these ideas have been gold mm. but yes and yes and we'll get there we'll get there first pass um, yeah but it's called Dye Dye D-A-I um, you can find us on dyewear.com dyewear.com and for everybody in London we have two pop-ups one in Marylebone High Street and one on the King's Road and Love if it. you're going back that to work that expensive Marylebone High Street and the King's Road well we are a B corporation and everything's yeah. made in Europe um, yeah. and if obviously you want your clothes cheap get them made by kids yeah exactly <laughs> we don't subscribe Kima will come and do slogans for you yeah. <laughs> listen we're gonna hey, do you want your clothes cheap that's right do you know, I really thought I was gonna be helping out your brand I feel like I might have taken it down in one do you know who's gonna get cancelled die yeah. uh, I just started please don't let's get uh, no, listen, Dye sounds great. We yeah. will come and look on your website. And yeah. if we're in either of those areas in London, we'll come into your pop-up shops. But you're an American brand? No, we're based in London. Yeah, You're um, a London brand. Yeah, we're a London brand. Do you know yeah. what? I love nationalism. So it's really nice. And I do want to support. This is my nation now. And, you know, uh, rule Britannia is what I always say. Um, you've never said that? Uh, and this is a, it felt nice, though. Just yeah really rose off the colonialism. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you've uh, had a little peek at the news of what's going on at number 10 at the moment, but I would say our slogan should now be Britannia waves the rules. Mm, mm. Sassy. Mm. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's just weird about like the... It's uh, not just smart here. Yeah, the, the High class wordplay. Like the phrase commonwealth is so weird for me because I was like, was wealth common? Was Did all the wealth come here? Was the wealth widespread? Anyway. Yeah. Die. Yes. And if D-A-I. you're going back D A I and if you're going back to work and you don't want to be, you know, in full co- yeah. restricted clothing, check us out. You know, all of okay. our suits and all of our stuff's made with really comfortable like athleisure material. So right. you look Would great. Can you make me something bespoke? Sure. A okay. Yeah. I want a dropped back. crotch business suit. I don't know why I'm committing to this. I don't know if I have that lapel, level of authority. I, but. On the lapel, I want it to say, die, bitch, die. <laughs> yes. Again, I'm not really sure that's in line with our, like, empowering women yeah. values. Um, yeah. well, what about murder of white men, then? Yeah, yeah. Are you happy with well, that? The, uh, becomes, not entirely. Well, you know? who's, who's, who's the bitch in question? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it feels like and more the thing like, is, you know. if we're really feminist... If we're it's, really feminist, uh, bitches all genders, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, bitches... It's a non-gender... Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. that's yeah. the Historically way I was saying not so it. Like, yeah. you know, it's Britney, bitch. It's that kind yeah. of bitch. It's, it's like, like a, that. Mm. Yeah. I was trying, bitches, too. I was trying to do this gesture and the audience laughed, so I'm going to do it for you, Kima. Please correct where I'm getting this wrong. That was very fun. That was an exciting <laughs> thing for me to witness. Um, do I want to see it again? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fine. All right. Well, I gave it a try, and it's important to try new things. Uh, Is it? <laughs> oh um, okay. Thank you so much, Erica. Thank we will you. all check out Die. Big round of applause for Erica. Yeah, 
Have you had a good time at the Guilty Feminist today? <laughs> then, can I say, uh, we have two shows coming up that you'll want to know about. On the 10th and the 11th of September, we're at the Queen Elizabeth Hall in the South Bank, which is uh, big spaces. Uh, tickets are £27 and £20, and you can buy either option. Those are more all-singing, all-dancing shows. The Saturday night is London Pride in the day. So we're doing a queer-themed um, show. Kima Bob is my host. And we have some very exciting guests who I will be able to reveal to you very shortly, but they're just, you know, managers are going, oh, we just need to check, da-da-da-da-da. But really, really exciting uh, guests for that night. So if you are attending London Pride or you think, I'd love to do a Pride event, you come down to the South Bank. It's going to be me, Kima, and some amazing acts. On the Friday night, which is the 10th, our guests are... Jess Robinson as our musical Voice act. like an angel. She really and does. And let me just say, absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> she really is. Uh, Nina Conti is our guest and co-host yet to be announced. Um, but those shows are going to be brilliant. They're going to be very different from each other. Um, so please buy tickets to both and uh, tell everybody that uh, you meet online. Uh, we're going to have a really great night both those nights. They're going to be much more like, you know, singers and stuff going on. Just rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It helps other people find it. Uh, give it five stars and uh, support Shedinburgh. Kima, anything you wanted to tell everyone about? Fuck it up, club. I love you. Um, other than the fact that I love you. Yeah, uh, I run a night called the Films of Color Comedy Club. I'm uh, sorry, I'm so tired. I took a fucking 6 a.m. flight from Glasgow yesterday, and I feel myself fading in real time. Um, as You've done amazing, so Nikki Ma. I've been so awake. Because you were on stage at the South Bank hosting a night from like 5 p.m. till 10.30 p.m. It was p.m. insane. Oh, God, people are horrible. I had to yell at a white man. It was kind of fun, but... <laughs> um, basically, the Films of Colour Comedy Club, we platform women and trans comedians of colour... Um, and that's all we do, and that's all we care about. And uh, there are no white men on stage ever. No white people on stage ever. Not She's not allowed. She can't. She comes to the show and says, sit down there! Down! That's true. Um, I have uh, many times been rugby tackled out of the wings. Um, like, get off this Get stage. out of here! She tries to show um, uh, but white people are allowed in the audience. Um, I think it's important. It's important to clarify. Um, yeah, and so if you're uh, seeking out comedy that maybe feels more like you, um, or if you are, you know, I don't even, this sentence, it doesn't have an end. But that's... that's Femmes of Color is an amazing show. It's a glorious show. And, uh, that's my little child. Kima's... Kima is uh, is nurturing it, nurturing so much incredible talent. My little baby, and I love it because we like oftentimes um, performers of color don't get to perform together because we're tokenized. So it's like one of us, maybe two of us. So we don't get that fun green room moment that white guys have when they're like, "Hey, you just told the same joke as me." Um, they're like, "I also hate my wife." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, like, we don't get to have this fun moment. And so it's just about creating that atmosphere for the audience as well as the performers. Um, it's lovely. Come be a part of it. It's a good time. Check out Femmes of Colour or Fuck It Up for yes. sure. F-O-C It Up comedy on the internet. If you follow me, then it's in the uh, my bio. So you don't have to follow me. But if you can remember how to spell Kima Bob, then you can find it. In fact, don't follow me. I hate it. That's not true. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs>
Um, thank you so much. Can I just give a big round of applause to everybody today who uh, came, yeah. who asked a question, or came and told us about their amazing feminist thing? Yeah. A big round of applause for everyone today who came and uh, communed with us here in the audience and was here at a live Guilty Feminist event. A huge round of applause for all of this incredible staff who's doing this round-the-clock stuff here uh, for Shedenborough and the Soho Theatre. Say thank you to someone who works at Soho Theatre on the way out. A uh, big round of applause for Francesca Moody. The people in the camera, the people behind the, the people at home. The, the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The people who are watching this on the live stream. Thank you, Kiva. And, and uh, a huge round of applause for my incredible co-pilot, Kiva Thank you so much. I've been Deborah Francis White. We've been the Guilty Feminists. Good night. been listening to The Guilty Feminist with me, Deborah Francis-White, guest co-host Kima Bob, and our very special guests from the audience. The Guilty Feminist theme tune was composed by Mark Hodge and produced by Nick Sheldon, the producer was Tom Salinsky for the Spontaneity Shop. Thanks to Francesca Moody and everyone at the Shedenborough Festival, as well as all at Soho Theatre and all of you for listening. For more information about this and other episodes, visit guiltyfeminist.com. about okay all right what, what, how would you feel about a crouchless panty i decline to answer on the basis that it may tend to incriminate me <laughs> great 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 he's pleading the fifth that's in british though yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Okay. mom deserves better than a drugstore card this mother's day surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.